Sorry, don't be. Yeah, I'm a little uh, nervous. <laughs> keep that. Keep this in the opening. <laughs> Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. This is Nick Westrate. And this is Jason Block. This is a podcast um, about gay people and their love of iconic performers that are female, also known as divas. <laughs> so, I forget how many of these openings we've done. And guess what else it is? What it's else about is that? Singers and actresses and comedians. Maybe that one woman book authoress uh-huh. that you have that maybe, you love and you're obsessed with. And maybe, maybe there's a female gardener you stand that you've yeah. always been looking up to. Yeah, we'll talk about her. Celebrity chefs. We're gonna at some point have to talk about them all because <laughs> that's what we do. Because yeah. we're a podcast, um, all um, which everyone is mandated to have now. So we're spending our so time. So we have one. Yes, talking about. Legendary female performers who we absolutely love, and y'all are gonna be so Trey shocked when you find <laughs> out who we are talking about today. <laughs> um, uh, who uh, who do we have today? Who's our guest today? Nick Mayo. <laughs> hi, Nick. Hi. Who, who, what are we talking about today? Um, and who are you? Um, hi, I'm Nick Mayo, and we're talking about Bette Midler and Beaches. <gasps> Beaches. No, 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 no. I feel like there should be fireworks to that. There should be <laughs> explosions and we're shaking. Um, this is our third bet episode. <laughs> Nick said that to me um, right before this, and I was like, well, that's pretty good for only a year. <laughs> it's, I think that is good for a year. I thought that your... was, there was oh. restraining. I mean, we, it could go, it could, it could get, they could do every movie. I know. Do a well, whole if, podcast. If anyone, if could, could we? Could we? If there's something that people love about this podcast, it's our, <laughs> it's our, Iconic restraint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Restraint is definitely. That's our... what they always. That's what people have always said about me. I'm subtle and I'm smart. That's what they always say on those reviews that you guys love to make on iTunes that you can do right now. You can rate a review and talk about how much you love our restraint and brevity. That wasn't the most natural <laughs> slipping you've ever had. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just slip that in. Subtle again. The word okay, is subtle. So why the? F- who are you? Why the fuck are you here? Um, I'm your best friend. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that off the bat. Um, That's right. It's a best friend cage match this week on Um, For the Girls. So I'm just a friend. Um, No, so he thought we were talking about beaches, but we're actually here to do a best friend cage match. You know what? I actually thought Um, that that's what it was. And when I've actually explained to people my my other best friend who lives in Texas. I'm getting on my boxing gloves. That it goes, I was like, this is how I explained it, which is probably not the case. I'm like, I'm going on Nick and Jason's podcast to talk about beaches and the fact that you can have more than one best friend. (laughs) Or the fact that you can't, because after um, this episode, one of us will die. One of us will. Yeah, the, yeah, the true. I'm, I'm hoping true friend will come out. It's really tough to keep um, two marriages going. Um, I am just like the truly privileged bitch to not only have one Bette Midler Stan as my best friend, but two Bette Midler Stans as my best friend. Yes, that's um, actually how we bonded mm-hmm. upon our first meeting. Yeah, why? and your first meeting is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. sweet. So Nick and I were. Um, put together randomly at Interlock and Arts Academy as roommates. Mm-hmm. And he arrived first. This was our junior year of high school. Um, and he arrived first and picked the room, or picked the side of the room and put up, put all of his stuff out. So I arrived from Texas with a big giant suitcase and a carton of cigarettes. And I was ready to go with no coat in Michigan. Sexy 16 year old. Yeah. Bad, like, and I bad came, boy. Bad boy. Bad boy. I, you're the bad boy. I came in. Ba- the and bad I was, Nick. And I saw like, I think they had our names on the doors, like Nick and Nick. Because some RA thought, that'll be fun. We'll put the two Nicks together. Mm-hmm. They'll probably hate each other. Um, so I looked, of course, like any good person would do. 
the first thing I did was open his book of CDs. Oh, wait, when he wasn't in the he room. He wasn't in the room. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So good, there were some CD cookies book. there from your mom. Like sure. Your mom had made some cookies and left some cookies. Mm-hmm. And you so were, you had some of those. Yeah. Smoked a cigarette. <laughs> and looked through his CDs. And just looked through his CDs. But I looked through his CDs, and the first thing I saw was, I don't remember which recording or which album it was, but like a sleeve of Bette Midler mm-hmm. albums. And I yes. was like... I closed right the book the and said, we'll be good. <laughs> and then he was out of the room, and when I came back, and he wasn't there yet. but Probably his, smoking in the but woods. But his stuff was there. You went out to smoke in the woods, <laughs> and your stuff was there, and I opened it. And I think the first CD I saw was Some People's Lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? And then it was like, Bette Midler, Bette Midler, Bette Midler, Bette Midler CDs. And I was like, this is amazing. And I showed my mom, and she was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Well, and then I came with a shotgun to defend my title. <laughs> I was much younger than you all. I was 10, but I could still drive. Um, no, but I remember Nick calling me and being like, oh, no, he's going to be good. He likes Bette Midler, even the old Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, so it's not just the hits. And then I was like, no. I was just like, okay, I, 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 my, I give my blessing. <laughs> I give it's my not blessing. It's the greatest hits then. <laughs> because no. it wasn't enough for me just to be like, no. experience the divine. That's not a fan, Nick. But yeah. then he told me, no, like, bath, the bathhouse bed. That's iconic. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. totally. Like, yeah. I had. Yeah. I think yours was, I mean, because I came from, I didn't bring everything with me, because I don't, I, don't, I don't think I knew what I was really doing going really? to boarding school. I brought my did CDs. Did you fly by yourself? To I the, did. You, you didn't have any I didn't. parental guardians? No, I just yeah. arrived. But um, I didn't think I brought all my CDs, but I knew that you had all the albums. Mm-hmm. You had all the Bette Midler. They were right up front. So. Right up front. That's so, how we met. Um, and when did your love of Bette Midler start? Mm, 1988. 1988. With? Beaches. <laughs> um, I can what tell you. Well, that's a nice slip in. <laughs> um, what if you were like, well, my real favorite movie is Big Business. You me on here for Beaches? No, no. So, I, the more I thought, the more I've, like, I was so, I'm so excited to be here, number one. And to, it, I'm just telling you guys before we started, like, I can't wait to talk about this. And I didn't realize how much I wanted and needed to talk about it until I watched the movie again two days ago. Uh-huh. But to answer your first question before like going off onto a tirade my love of Bette Midler started with Beaches in 1988 and it never stopped my ninth birthday my father took me in a limousine to Austin to see what experience the divine Mm -hmm. tour yeah um that was my ninth birthday me and my dad going to see experience the divine and it can it just continued through then so in 88 I was four and I remember very, very vividly the first time she came into my life, and it was Beaches. Oh. And it was altering. It's, it... And um, what was your favorite dance routine to Bette Midler as a child? Oh, um, I was most certainly Miss Otis Regrets. Yes. Oh, I, yes. Because <laughs> yes, she's yes, unable yes, to yes, lunch yes. today. Yes. Um, I feel like you sent us multiple texts where you like just woke up to the 100th day of listening to Miss Otis Regrets. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, man, my Miss Otis Regrets was part of my routine. Also, Billy Dick um, mm-hmm. from For the Boys. You I had a river kind of show. Jazzy numbers. I huh? had a whole, I was born, I was raised in Texas on a river. 
uh, the river went through our backyard, and I would perform Bette Midler songs to the drunk tourists who floated by on inner tubes. Duh. So I would stand on the river deck and do... I'd start off with... Was it blaring? Was the music blaring? I had my little patio? Mr. Microphone. Yeah. No, I stood... Like, it was a built-in <laughs> deck. Mr. Microphone. Yeah, I had a Mr. Microphone, and well, I would those sing... Those little kids, like... Yep. like um, yeah, like karaoke. Yeah, karaoke. Yeah, like a little play yeah. school. Play school, yeah. 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 But I would do, I would sing, because when you're drunk and drinking beer on the Guadalupe River and you're like from A&M, the first thing you want to hear is the hits of Bette Midler as, mm-hmm. you, as you tube the river. That's actually, this is, this, this is a factual podcast. But then I would get in a canoe after my show and go ask for tips. Because yeah. I realize now that I was just no, trying to be C.C. Bloom. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just trying to be C.C. Bloom. Yeah, okay, so... Beaches. We all watched Beaches we this week. We all, but separately. separately. Separately, and I think we. I. 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 I know that Nick told me. Nick told me that Nick um, <laughs> had uh, uh, that this was your. Um, First time in a couple of years. Yeah, mine too. Wasn't it so different? So stinking different. So different. So different. And I'm a little sad by it. like some of the changes now. Oh, see, I was more. I was I'm a little. Ha- I was happy. You were. What? Tell me. Tell me. What does that mean? You were happy. Like. Well, it's a Gary Marshall joint. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I took away that how every scene I remembered was the exact length and the uh-huh. and like, and it clipped on almost like on exact cues is when I remember the things uh-huh. ending and then right where the middle needed to be was the exact middle of the film. Uh-huh. And then you knew that that, that change was going to, you know, like yep. it was so efficient. It is a very efficient movie. Right. It's such an, and, and for some reason that was th- soothing to me. Yeah. What was disappointing to you? Yeah, oh, man. Oh, oh, right off no. the gate. Um, it was disappointing because, uh, like I said, I modeled my entire life after wanting to be C.C. Bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like, as the little kid with my, I got a baton because she had a oh baton when she auditioned for Sammy, with Sammy Pinker's show. Mm-hmm. Like, I had the baton and I did the show. Like, I wanted Sammy Pinker's, I wanted to be in a Sammy Pinker show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, be C.C. Bloom. I remember anytime there was a hotel lobby, I would tap dance down the stairs, like, mm-hmm. trying to be her. And now the disappointing thing is, I'm like, oh, she's a mess. (laughs) She's not a good friend. I mean, she's a great friend. She can only do what she's, she can only be the friend that she's capable of being. But I'm like, you don't think she's a good friend? But is she the one that tried to rescue the relationship? No, but she's also the one who made her, who made Hillary's pregnancy about her, who like everything. Okay, 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 we can't go in there. Oh my gosh. I was, I mean, this is amazing that you bring this up because I was really struck by how, complicated and thorny this relationship is and how complicated they let both of these women be. Totally. That neither one is a cliche and just when Cece is being really selfish she does something really selfless. And that they and Hillary can be selfish too and that they can both there are way more fights than I remember. Way more fights. Oh yes! The fight the fight going into Tavern on the Green after or not Tavern on the Green the restaurant after they go into like the subtle fighting was Mm -hmm. new to me. My younger... My younger brain didn't get the passive aggressive right. conversations. Like they're like Which they is so obvious lot. now because she's straight up like calling her a housewife. And yeah. like, like they're straight like no subtlety. And what the, do you do? What talk do you about do? Subtle, yeah, yeah. So this is a subtle podcast and Beaches is a subtle movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I didn't you're right, yeah. Nick. It was like they fought a lot for people who didn't see each other often. But so we're gonna start from the beginning, but I do want to say like your take on CC Bloom about kind of her maybe being like not a great friend is really emblematic in the song Wind Beneath My Wings where she was like you literally lived under my shadow you ugly girl <laughs> and like <laughs> I did and, not <laughs> and 
injured you? you ugly girl. <laughs> it must have been cold you, there. Yeah, you were in pain. You must have been cold. But guess what? So I'm gonna ride your. So you never. I'm gonna ride your shadow. death. I'm gonna ride your death like on the wings of an eagle and fly, fly, fly away. It must have been so, cold there with no light on your face. <laughs> Like, you have no color and it's cold. I got so to I, do, but, but, I got to. I but got doesn't to that song? I mean, like, because I've heard critics be like, that song is funky. No, like, I love you, that song. But no, when I you love... think about the meaning. Yeah. Oh right? no, it's the, his. The sentiment is like. Yeah. You know, like you. You are all... content to let me shine. <laughs> you are, That's your way. You are like, always <laughs> behind me until you died. And. <laughs> I was saying this too, and I don't know if this is too quick to jump to this. Well, we're there, babe. <laughs> well, I think we're. And in. then the end. <laughs> and now, time to just break out our fists. But it's interesting the elements of like in our relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because this is also oh, we meant to say this at the beginning. This is also a podcast about friendship. Um, yeah, <laughs> I put that at the top of the um, mm-hmm. outline here. It's interesting to think about in each of our relationships when I've been the CC and you've been the Hillary, when mm-hmm. I've been the Hillary and you've been the CC, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the same thing vice versa. Yeah, Nick was trying to ask us. Because for a lot of our relationship, I was the CC and you were the Hillary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of our relationship, it was the opposite. opposite. I also want to bring... Nick was just talking about this is in the, the, in the dynamic of like kind of being the more out loud person, the more yeah. gregarious person. When we well, that's true for out. us. I mean, you were definitely just as outgoing as me, but you were always prettier than me. Shut so you up. always got the boys, and I was always like See, ugly CC Bloom I, yeah. in the dorm room, like sitting at home with like my that's curlers so, in my hair. It's so funny because I never thought, truthfully, I never thought of CC. Though I now watch it as an adult, I'm like, oh, she she did struggle. She always was saying like she hated her hair, she hated her appearance. Mm-hmm. But I, as a young person thought that C.C. Bloom was the most beautiful, beautiful, mm. like, idea you of woman. When I would draw women, like, when you're learning to draw, <laughs> I always drew them with big red hair. I said the biggest hair. Yeah, biggest, reddest and big, hair big and boobs. big boobs. I mean, <laughs> truly, like, I thought that C.C. Bloom was the most beautiful, Bette Midler was the right, most, most beautiful woman, and I still do, like, mm-hmm. the most beautiful woman ever. And we- I would say in our relationship, because... I'm an actual lawyer, and you yeah. perform on stage. <laughs> I am, I think, in yeah. that. That's why I always thought it was confusing that you were saying I was Cece. Because, like, you, yeah, I'm a lawyer for the people, and I have been for 20-plus years. And your husband's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And my husband's a millionaire who cheats on me with and a And I have the most annoying little daughter. Victoria. <laughs> Except you would never leave your husband for but cheating But you also take you. your cat. I would never leave my husband for cheating on me. I would say, good, if that's off the table, I've been not wanting to do that for a while. <laughs> You fuck her. You I'll fuck be over her. here with your credit card. I also just have to bring someone in into the into the room because you were talking about like this is a podcast about friendship and this mm-hmm. is like you, you obviously Nick and Jason, best friends, childhood friends, growing up together, Bette Midler, all these divas. Um in your in your world, I have one of those. I have mm-hmm. my childhood best friend, Andy Joe. Who so we have this sort of mirror with each other oh, wow. that my and she's so she's still like truthfully at my wedding I had my best man and my best gal oh. like mm-hmm. they are so we have that mirror except and you for and Andy, Andy Joe watch all the classics and not Andy Joe as doesn't know fuck all about Bette Midler she doesn't know anything about Bette Midler she's though trying, I did make she her tries to learn though listen I made her husband watch Stella and he loves Stella and cried and still to I this know, day this is, is like the tea. Nick just told me the tea is that you, this is Stella's your favorite movie so I feel like. This might have to be a segment. Um, no, I think that I, I... We almost did Stella for this yeah. episode. Stella is truly, like, m- my favorite film. 
I love you, Jenny girl. Stella, for everyone who doesn't know, is a movie that Bette made right after Beaches. With John Goodman. With, with John Goodman and Trini And it sunk her, her career, essentially. Um, it's the best movie ever, and people are stupid. <laughs> okay, wait, let's get into Beaches. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I just was struck, at, and we were talking about this the other day, actually, at the beach. Uh-huh. Huh? We were on the beach listening to the soundtrack, and I was like... The opening of Beaches in the fucking Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. Swoop in. Swoop in on bet rehearsing with Mark mm-hmm. Shaman in this kind of indigo sweater jacket. Yep. And it is, she is at the apex of her powers. At this time, Bette Midler was the highest um, grossing mm-hmm. actress in Hollywood. She was just coming off Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Ruthless People, Outrageous Fortune, and Big Business. She was a huge box office draw. And so was CeCe Bloom. And so was CeCe Bloom. And yeah. they meet at the apex. So this is really Bette. It's her first movie she produced. It's really where she gets to call the shots. Mm-hmm. And this opening is so power to me that was different in the empty Hollywood Bowl like yes. doing a sound check yes. with Mark Shaman at the piano yep. Yep. Mark yep. Shaman at the piano young Mark Shaman handsome handsome, handsome young, young like a little 80s handsome, snack handsome, like a little 80s snack too. like it is cute I just want to go to a little film like a little film thing that also like the first image of the letters, the first image mm-hmm. we see when the movie starts is we hear the seagulls and we see the letters. Mm-hmm. And then the letters turns into the boom, like the, the speakers at the mm-hmm. Hollywood Bowl. Gosh. And then the bowl, then it kind of swoops into her and you see the Im- I love, I love that. Like, well done, Gary can I Marshall. Give you guys Gary a, Marshall. I'm going to give you a it's hot It's a Gary take. Marshall joint. So it's a Gary Marshall, Marshall joint. joint. Uh, can I give you guys a hot take? Not many people of our fans know this. I live in L.A. Oh, that's oh, right. You too. I forget. And then the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, Where's are we putting this together? Are we putting Hollywood this together? I actually have only gone to the Hollywood Bowl once, and it just because someone had, like, um, actual, the, the, yep. like, the Hollywood Bowl's kind of crazy. It's like, on a hill, it's kind of crazy to get to, and... Um, but but we had these like um, we had valet parking and like uh, proper seating. But the mm. whole time I was like, this is where CC Bloom performs. And I was like, and I have now touched one of the landmarks I had always <laughs> planned on touching. CC <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> and I'm good. Um, I'm going to Los Angeles I think, and I would have, to, see to see a CC Bloom, Bloom concert. First, yeah, when I first moved there, I like met like a real muscular gay hottie. And he's like, I just take people up to like run up the steps of the Hollywood Bowl. And I think he was maybe inviting me. And another thing I said was, that's the opening of Beaches. And I just like. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I what is she singing in rehearsal full fucking out? Um, Under the Boardwalk. Her version. Her version of Under the, the Boardwalk. The sun beats down and burns the tar up on the roof. And your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof. Under Park you hear happy sounds from the cat. 
Yes. Because they're both such kind of... They're kind of like uh, like doo-woppy songs, yeah. these yeah. doo-woppy pop songs that she made over into these kind of uh, slow jams, mm-hmm. these really pretty slow yeah. jams. Yeah, I think it's interesting going back to what you said about like Bette Midler at the top of her career, CeCe Bloom at the top of her career. Going back to like being you, the, for your first question, which is what was introduced you to Bette Midler, I couldn't tell the difference between Bette Midler and CeCe Bloom. Mm. In my young mind, I was like, CeCe Bloom is that you know, mm. is that's the person I want to know. I want to know CeCe Bloom. I Then I realized and was exposed to other parts of Bette Midler, and I was like, oh, for a long time, they just seem very similar. Those char- The character of CeCe and Bette, to me in my world, yeah. in my young mind, was like, that's... But, at least, but that's not a wrong track, because no. they are. Like, they, she really does. She, Bette puts a lot of her life and tracks like kind of a lot of her trajectory. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and specifically this one, I think, like... And that's what's so exciting about this movie. Oh, wait, can, but can I take one more scene that I, <clears throat> I always remembered, and I remembered again on this watch, was when she gets close to the backup singers, and she's literally like feet and feet shorter than them uh-huh. and I remember uh-huh. I remember being like because for me my experience forever was that she was just this gigantic force yeah. larger than life and so I could She's... not commute commute compute, compute. Mm-hmm. you just cut all my stupid shit um compute <laughs> when because uh, I've seen a lot of stupid shit and I just see Nick's eyes like <laughs> lighting up for, like, he's like a little, edit for a lull for Jason can't pronounce lulls um uh anyways she's standing up I was like I just was like how does how, I was like that's a weird um film thing that they did like why did they make sure like, so and she's in a heel too she's in like a mid-sized heel with that yeah. pant yeah mm-hmm. with that so, black pant, with that, black pant. So, that, and that big red wig that big red we talked about her wig it's just wigged we got, it's all, oh, honey, it's no, okay, all so, wigged so here's the tea she was she went blonde which no one really knows in nine, in 83 you know what else is a flop for me in the Hollywood Bowl scene this is gonna be an hour long episode about the that's Hollywood Bowl that's what I was thinking I was like shit if we're just literally doing the, this we're at the credits yeah. we're at the beginning <laughs> the opening credits but like they contact her to let her know her best friend is dying by a letter by a letter why did they write her a letter no but listen that's how they would do it like what were they supposed to do facts yeah. well, no i actually think someone called called and, then they and they wrote took, down the yeah. note like hillary's dying hillary's di- like you gotta her. go yeah i also thought adulthood was and then she's you... like get my coat diana diana get my bag cece cece diana get me my bag Cece-C. and my coat cece what's wrong brett Brett, I've got to go to the airport. Yes, ma'am. Right away. Now. But, but I thought that was adulthood. Was like when something happens, you would run to your valet car that would drive you. Obviously. To, yeah, I was like, well, that's just what an adult's life is like. This really, <laughs> I thought this was really what everything was. Yeah. You know. That, <laughs> this movie. Um, what I learned from this movie, moving on through the plot, if we can. Yeah. Yiddish. Yeah. Yiddish. Every piece of Yiddish I knew, and then I would like speak it all the time, like I, which I just mainly learned from Lainey Kazan in this movie, who plays her mom, who we meet on the boardwalk. There's yeah. a flashback. God, I'm dying from heat frustration. I can't breathe. What are you, a camel or something? Come on, skedaddle. I, I gotta have a sip. Yoho, Mr. Pinkers. The blooms are quitting. Find another kid to work for Bupkis. And Mayim Bialik in one of the great star turns of the 1980s. That is, I mean, I I think, just watch it just for that. Ta-da! Because that is, you're like, that is it full. Hey, and that's her singing voice, yeah? Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I lusted after that singing voice, that nice forward mm -hmm. nasal belt. Well placed. Here's a controversial take, probably my favorite, (laughs) um... 
the gift of love version. <laughs> Hit it, toots. What does she say? Hit it, toots. Midler sounds like as like a brass as, no that's like a 10 year old I think just what she sounds like now <laughs> <laughs> it's so true brassy forward full well, out when Bette sings it again in that audition in New York and oh, she's like yeah. over singing and scared I love that oh yeah too. and then the guy yeah, comes love, in with Kesara Sara see you talk about things that you learn from this movie and I'm like once again like my little four year old I watched it a couple of times a month. Like, I just watched it. Watched mm-hmm. it, watched it, watched it once I discovered it. But I learned about New York, about off-Broadway theater, mm-hmm. about Yiddish, about friendship, about uh, heat. I mean, I, <laughs> about, I learned from Cece Bloom how to be a New Yorker. For so many years after I moved to New York, yeah. I would be like, I would always go, Are you crazy? No! Come on, this is New York! Yeah. I would say that all the time. I mean, we y'all, that's like, the, her cadences and the, Ev- like, everything I think is really done. Because like, I think we've all watched yeah. it so much. You know, it's so true. Everything, everything that I've learned about my perceived culture from came from beaches. I'm not, I'm so dead serious. What it was like to be, I think that, I think that this is, I think that beaches is why I became an actor because I wanted to be CC Bloom and CC Bloom wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to take the CC Bloom track. I'm going to do exactly what CC Bloom does. And she became an actor when she joins the great off-Broadway company, the, the Falcon, Falcon Players. Players. <laughs> okay, so, so so the little girls meet on on the boardwalk, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, we have to leave!" But they're gonna write each other letters. They go to the hotel first to have a Sunday, and they, you realize like, classism. No, no, you miss a point. You, you miss real- a point. You miss. There's a moment a little bit before that. No, but it also teaches you about classism. I remember very Ooh. specifically, like, why does she feel like she can't be in that Ooh. fancy lobby? Well, she's like. It's class. Like, and Hillary's like, yes, you can. I'm Hillary Whitney. My father's staying here. I'm like, ooh, rich rich person, poor person. I remember being like, that's right. not fair. Is she, mm-hmm. you know, at a young age going, I was my first relationship to like class. Yeah. And that's kind of actually great that you bring that up because they really set that up right there. And then it, that that narrative. Becomes the whole thing. Becomes the whole, the whole thing whole, of the friendship. A huge conf- conflicting thing is yeah. that we just... We're oddballs, like we're you know we're we're two different people. Like we come from two different lives. Like Country we're never meant to miles. be together. Yeah. yeah, and they weren't. You know, that's. I love the letter writing aspect of it too because so romantic. The, it's so romantic. That's what, actually, that's what I forgot. 
They ne- yeah, how that they much never letter writing was in the movie, but, and how little they were they to actually together. That's why Snick is like they never even saw each other. Yeah, yeah so for she didn't go to her wedding. Like right, you know. For everyone who hasn't seen this movie, they these they, when the two little girls meet, they then write letters until they're in their early twenties. Twenties, yeah, they until, yeah. until post college. Dear Cece, we're spending the summer at our beach house. It's very peaceful here. I get to ride horses and think a lot. I miss you. It's fun to have somebody to be silly with. Ride? All I ride is the subway. Leona won't pay for me to go to Juilliard, so I have to keep taking dancing and singing from Miss Jean Caton, the freaky fed vaudeville star. The studio's in the cellar, which means you only graduate when you're tall enough to hit your head on the ceiling. P.S. I hate my hair. Dear Cece, sometimes I get sick of words like proper, well-bred, cultured. I go through life thinking everyone's watching me. Are they? Well, things are pretty good in the Bronx. I hate school, and I like taking singing lessons. I got to sing at my father's dry-cleaning convention. I was a hit. See you later, alligator. Cecilia Carol Blue. Dear Cece, I've decided to study law, and I'm convinced I'll have some effect on the world rather than end up in a mindless women's club like my Aunt Vesta. I ended up choosing Stanford because four generations of Whitney's went there. All men, of course. But mainly, I have to confess, because it's co-ed. Dear Wasp Queen, Leona gave me a great present for my 21st birthday. She moved to Miami. But um bump I'm on my own now, and I've got a flat, a can of mace, and a subscription to Variety. I'm all set. P.S. How's college life? Aren't you done yet? Did you write letters? No. Me no. Yeah, I wasn't a big letter writer. I hated my handwriting. But there is so, like, the romanticism of, like, meeting this one person. Mm-hmm. And also, Hillary becomes, young Hillary becomes so enamored with her talent. Yeah. That there's this sort of, you, it, the relationship starts off with a fandom. Like, with, like, yes, you know. Back to the pod. That, that Hillary is a CeCe Bloom fan. Mm-hmm. From, like, a, just is immediately taken by her talent. And she was like, I want to get right into that shadow. Yeah, and keep the <laughs> Wait, sunlight off my face. Keep the pol- <laughs> and she really does the shadow I can hide in right there. <laughs> is there a big, I like big bird wings that I can just scoop <laughs> under for my entire life until I untimely die. So <laughs> What's the song? And then the next song is, so after, well, guess. when they see each other in New York, Cece is working. bum ba dum bum 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 The hip that I shake doesn't make people stare, but I've got such a what do I care? The sight of my props never stops a thoroughfare, but I still got my hair, so what do I care? Your face is your fortune, so some wise man spoke. My face is my fortune, that's why I'm totally broke. My ship ain't coming, but I green while I bear, cause I've got my B, C, D, E, F, G, H I still have mine Got no diamonds, got no wealth I got no man, but I got my own Also, in terms of it mirroring Bette's life I love this element Like, in that song She has the lyric My face is my fortune That's why I'm totally, I'm totally broke, broke. Yeah. There's this element of the thing, one of the things I love about Bet, and I'm sure I've said on this podcast a million times, is that ugly duckling quality mm-hmm. and being fabulous through that. And there's mm-hmm. so many times in this movie where she 
shows that pain and yeah. that pathos about being like, I'm not the pretty one. I uh-huh. get it, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And I and love the, that kind of song. Like, it's like, like a great She's not traditional. Too. Yeah. She just, she has, there's not really, and like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what, she can't really rely. She, and the song's literally that, like, I have my health. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm grateful that's for. That's all I got. That's all I yeah. got. But really what she has is like, a pure talent that like she's able to she's got no time it's got no wealth got no man but she's got, got her health, health. Dun, dun, dun. and then Hillary shows up and we were saying this is weird too that the way she greets her she goes Whitney Hillary Whitney why did she start with the last name as a name? kid I would I, sometimes we get confused thinking her name was Whitney yeah mm-hmm. I know it is a weird it is weird but then I was thinking maybe because on the letters, the return address, return address was, was always Whitney. Whitney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or it was probably some nice, like, some, like, labeled thing that some rich people had. But also, let's talk about a little costume choice. So then they bring her in looking like Dick Tracy with some hat, with her bangs <laughs> all in her hair. She's got a trench maybe coat on. Was, maybe, maybe she just went out and maybe, like, maybe... Um, they did not do... But, but I mean, Cece Bloom looks amazing up there. And here comes Hillary Whitney looking like she's an extra. And, like, maybe Robert Hershey would, like, went out to, like, lunch with um, Diane Keaton. And she's like, <laughs> I like some things I see here. And she tries and so, to fix those bangs, but there's, bangs. like, four of them yeah. <laughs> Barbara Hershey is a special actor though I love her so much I love yeah, follow- unsung hero follow- I feel like follow her on Twitter oh yeah I do, and she up, doesn't have like? enough followers hey you know what that's really good I'm gonna follow her immediately <laughs> do you have Twitter I do oh, yeah, it sounds I do. like it um, I have Instagram you can also, you can also follow <laughs> this podcast has both of those things and you can follow us in both places <laughs> and you should um, um, so yeah so then they meet and comes to our favorite iconic line I've got a bad back now oh, you've got a bad attitude performances in this movie are so broad everyone yes. across the board is broad and except he's except for John Hurd really except for John Hurd well John but John Hurd yeah but John Hurd does not speak that's the other thing you're like oh you do really not speak too much he's pretty good in this he's movie he's great in this movie mm, and he is a sexy oh he's so dreamy and didn't sexy. you used to sing Bunny Boy all the time I just sang it yesterday school. to my friend Dennis on the phone for his birthday <laughs> happy happy birthday Bunny Love's kind of funny with a funny boy. He loves me so hard, he's my bundle of joy. I try to go to sleep, but it's just no use. Because all he really wants to do is reproduce. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, darling Johnny. Happy birthday to you, love. From your darling bunny girl, Barbara. I literally, it's every time, pretty much every time a friend has a birthday, I sing the bunny boy. Yes. (laughs) Which makes no sense. And people are like, all they really want to do is reproduce. Nick, what are you doing? What are you you calling? So, so Hillary and CCR, so Hillary moves to the city because she had to break free of her father's money. Yes. And be an independent woman in the, oh, and this is, this is so special, which I think, I think growing up, we didn't, we didn't know how to discern this, but it's really special to watch Bette and Barbara play like 1920. Oh, oh. 19, 20, 21 year olds. Adorable. When they are deeply 40. When they're they are like deeply. A deep 43. Deep 43. Yeah, it's real cute. It's, it's real really cute. cute. And like, that was a big thing in the 80s, right? They would just be like, just play it in the whole They'll way believe through. it. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll believe it. it. It was good. But that scene, too, when they first come into the apartment. A veranda. Oh, a patio. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying my favorite line is she goes, when Hillary Whitney sees the bathtub, and she goes, bathtub? Oh, yeah, we got everything. <laughs> Except for heat. Except for heat. Amen. Except for heat. What a 
I did used to as a little boy whenever I would see a radiator go and hit it because I thought that was so funny. Like and, then, that. and then for me, I had my New York moment where I actually lived in a, in a tenement, mm-hmm. kind of like that's mm-hmm. where I had, where it was like this, like people walk in and it's it's like very, ooh, kind of alarming and, and behind... Um, these Venetian blinds was the tub in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, know, you had that. Yes, mm-hmm. I bet that made you so happy. Where I you're would like, just, yeah, I would open. Yeah. You, I would, and I had, a, and I had a roommate in a tiny little lofted uh-huh. bed, and I lived in the living room, literally on our bed. I would have tons of people over, like very mm-hmm. bohemian. I was very bohemian. Uh-huh. And and that's we're, just poor. I really just am poor. Yeah, we're still poor. Then <laughs> poor now too. Um, and so I would just like take yeah. a bath and like have a joint while he's like cooking pasta on the stove, and we're so like you're recreating yeah. that sort of that it really image. was it was I was really and I would think I was really it was really um, alive with me, and I was like, wow, this is one like once again like everything I know, everything I learned in life, I learned from beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I thought all New York apartments were, and I was so excited to come. And so bummed it out. made me like the homeless lady Marge. Where she's like, is she dead? No, if she she's dead, she'd have dropped the bottle. (laughs) I thought that like I couldn't wait to get to New York and be in that world. I love that Marge is also a witness at her and John. Her George wedding. The wedding. Um, One of the two witnesses is Marge, the drunk homeless lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so crazy. So she shows up, and then yeah, then then they're just like living their young twenties lives, trying to like. Find success. Ben and Hillary gets a job real quick. She's Hillary starts, gets a job at that ACLU so, so quick. Wow. Duh, yeah. she's Hillary. Yeah, I mean, she's Whitney. Whitney. So I did not know what the ACLU was between like, 19, I probably didn't see this movie until like 89 or 90. But when I saw this, between when I saw this movie in 90 and until Rent happened in 1996, mm-hmm. was the six years of me wondering what the fuck the ACLU was. That's hysterical. And then once I figured it out and it all came together and like Hillary, Whitney and... Joanne from Rent, from Rent. on the same side. I was like, yes! Of course, like the Matrix Cut. was completed for me. <laughs> I could have had her do, I actually, like, I think because they keep referencing that that was her passion, was to be, like, a mm-hmm. bleeding heart liberal. I could have maybe done with one more scene of, like, Hillary Whitney's... Professional life. Professional I life. Could, I could have as well, but, it, but only one. But again, because <laughs> it again, doesn't another sing. Scene of CC, <laughs> another scene of CC being an asshole is when, like, Hillary's literally counseling a bit like some poor John trodden woman about her rent rights. Yes, Mrs. Thomas, you can just ignore the eviction notices. I found out that your landlord can serve with enough citations from the health department to wallpaper your house. Guess who got the lead in the Falcon Player's new musical? Certainly not. The hand walking queer! <laughs> um, we and we're kind of skipping over the looks that Bet's giving us. This was like my fantasy. There's Did you notice this, Nick? Such good looks. So like, they're, they're supposed to be like when, when we first meet Bet and Hillary. They're supposed to be in the '60s. It's the revolution, uh-huh. and I just think Bet was just too in love with the '80s. I think she was because mm-hmm. there is just the time is all over here. She's like, what I love is like a cinched waist with so like a true. big, so a big true. shoulder pad. Big shoulder. Oh, about the shoulder pad. So true. Also, just peep, it's always the '80s. In that peep uh-huh. the boots. Bet never really did this again in any of her other careers except for beaches. Peep She's, the boots. In the rehearsal. boots. All boots. Boots, 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 boots,
our little really... tiny boot in the in the scenes towards the end when she's in the nightclub and they come back and they reconnect. She's got like the oh little, yeah, it's a little cowboy, oh, yeah, a little cowboy a little suede, heel, a little yep. suede beige yep. cowboy heel. This is by far the gayest episode of this podcast. And we I'm have ever yeah, I feel like we're just like swimming. I'm, I'm, I'm loving. Okay, it. but also, can we uh, hashtag how Cece gets a job playing a prison guard? <laughs> Wait, I just want to hashtag Nick was like, I just really want to talk about this movies with you. So I'll get ready. <laughs> you asked for it. You asked. You get, um, get in your she wish. She does like, get a no, job. No. But also, here's the deal. She chooses to dye her hair blonde to look like Marilyn Monroe to then play the prison guard. Mm-hmm. She gets cast. She gets cast because John wants to wants to do her. J- yeah. John's in love with her when he we finds, meets her doing the bunny singing grand. Well, John's not in love with her. No, but he's attracted to her. Because he, <laughs> he likes them both. Yeah, he no typical man bullshit. Totally bullshit. Well, that's an important piece. Like very early on in their time together, Hillary and Cece, a man comes in and comes mm-hmm. between them, and there's like the John obviously starts off being attracted to to Cece and thinks she's talented, puts her in the show, but and then immediately or meets Hillary at that first meeting, and it. Ooh, Mm-hmm. I was like, who is your best friend living under a shadow? <laughs> hey, I have a p- magical power where I can see through shadows. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and then Cece gets, okay, and then Cece gets the big part in the musical Automation Industry, which I have a game. What do both of you think the musical Automation Industry is about? Um, I think that it's about corporatization mm-hmm. um, and the man. Yeah. And that's why they remove the masks. And, oh, and they're right. faceless. Um, <laughs> 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 what if I just started trancing it? Like, trancing all Trancing industry. in industry. And then you guys are just quiet for two minutes. Um. I am the captain. And this is my shrine. Lord of the manor. See what I leave behind. River in flames, cities on fire. Yes, I'm a relic trapped in the wild. Hydrogen fuel, it burns so clean. Throbs in the veins of my beloved machine. She is my wife, her mechanical heart. Constantly serving till death do us part Now our glorious war draws to a close The yellow winds blow And I have to know Oh, industry Whatever will become of me Charity, faith, hope. Industry, charity, faith, hope. Industry, charity, faith, hope. 
it's an amazing song. Yeah, and because she was an environmentalist, is an environmentalist. So I feel like that was her, like, I really just had to put this on the record. And she just wanted to belt that one part. Like, that's the Mm -hmm. best. I mean, how many times did you listen to that over and over again? So good. Oh, industry. Um, It was such an 80s synth ballad. Yeah. But my, my thing is, like, I think my thing with this, we were talking about that this record is kind of like, I think cause she hadn't recorded since '83, and then she comes out with this. She did her movie career, and then she comes out with this. And I feel like this is really her transition to like uh-huh. mom light FM uh-huh. sound, you know, mm-hmm. quality. Totally. She has like more control of her voice, but she's really not into like screaming or freaking out. So I think like, I would say like probably like my big mm, is that there's no full she rocker. She, well, on this it. is the closest it comes to. This is what we got. We got this weird industry. Broadway, <laughs> like kind of short, like creepy ballad. Yes, yeah. that's like that doesn't really quite make but sense on the it's album. No, it's no thrills adjacent. But yeah, also, really. did you guys notice she starts off smoking a cigarette in it and like has the smoke coming mm-hmm. out of her mouth? At the beginning, and then flicks the cigarette yeah. at the top of the show. I well, was... well, that's because Hillary was there to catch it with her mouth and her shadows. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> but then Hillary gets her. <laughs> she just her bangs are over her eyes and the, she's blindfolded. The human she's ashtray. Like, Human ashtray. <laughs> um, but then she gets her fucking revenge by yeah. fucking Bet's boyfriend. John on Graham. opening night. On opening. That is such a you. I would have done that to you. you I would have, would have done that. To I you. think I might have you done that to you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In high school, it was like. I mean, Nick was like, you were just a little more mature than. It was me. overly sexualized. You were overly sexualized. And were you really into people that other people mm. liked? Were you like penises? Mm. Like I could literally like mention a boy and then like turn. I'd around run. and that boy would be in Nick's bed. Yeah. I would, yeah. I had a... Let me test him out first. I'm just trying him out first to let you know. I, just, I would be like, oh! I was the queen's taster. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> um, no, I... Yeah, dick move, Hillary. Dick move. Oh. Such a Nick move, but dick move, Hillary. But you know what? But I kind of loved a... how they handled it. Mm. It wasn't like this horrible... Like they I got over Hillary, it, and I love that Hillary wasn't like fully like defensive, d- defensive or completely like, um, you know. She's like, I don't know like, why I did this. But Beck goes out and gets drunk, which is one of your favorite lines, which you say to me all the time when I say I can't hang out with you. I went for a swim in the Central Park boating ponds with my real friends. It's such a good scene, and then Hillary has to go away for a while, and they have to communicate through letters. But this again. is their Where first. Says and Nick said that was such a good scene because we are literally doing scene to scene. <laughs> <laughs> That scene was really good. What's the next one? (laughs) And number to number. Yeah, number to number. But also, but I mean, like, I'm I'm living in it because I'm loving this. I've been wanting to talk about this so bad. I'm so so happy to be able to talk about it. Um, That's their first fight. That's their first mm-hmm. when she sleeps with John. Because right, they, they truly barely know each other. Because they barely, I mean, others, <laughs> they know each other deeply. For a few years, by the I way. know. Uh, well, sure. Maybe. Yeah. I, in a lot of ways, it's the most intimate relationship they have is with each other. Hillary and Cece. Mm-hmm. It's like this amazing platonic female romance. They're in love with each other. They, yeah. And they're they, in they absolute spend, love with each other. And they spend other. their lives with each other. Mm-hmm. And you talk about this a lot, too. Like that... Our major relationships in our lives don't always have to be like, oh, that one you find to be with, mm-hmm. that spouse, that partner. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you walk your life with. A, if you're lucky, if you're lucky yeah. with a couple really great friends. Well, but I'm gonna push us through this movie because okay, so next Hillary has to go away for a while because her dad's sick, and then they write letters, and the movie's stealthily like 
puts in Cece and John kind of falling in love and getting married, and then Hillary marries some dude, right? Yes. Michael Essex. Michael Essex. And then she comes, and then Cece becomes a big Broadway star. Michael Essex is a snack too. The Michael Essex is a snack. So then they grow apart a little bit, and they, you know, she, Hillary comes back to New York to see Cece in the hit Broadway musical review <laughs> Sizzle, Sizzle, which <laughs> also taught me about boobs as <laughs> which, a young in which kid. Which the iconic song Auto Titling. And around this time is when the, the looks really are going to fucking throw you because yeah. it's supposed to be in like the mid seventies, but it's yeah. definitely eighties. And Bet just has gone. Full 80s. Um, And what a fun scene. Such a fun scene. Fun scene. Beth's just living. And Hillary shows up in a not so generous way. Because she said to Beth, don't take this show. You're selling your artistry. So Hillary becomes this sort of like voice of reason, but judgment. Mm -hmm. There's a judgment. Judgment. I think it's like such a thing for like people who aren't in any kind of entertainment industry. Like like when movies do that, I think it's really only talks to them because anyone else in any kind of industry is like, no, you absolutely take any job you can to survive because you can barely survive. So no one in related to that world in real life ever tells anyone like, Oh, you're soulless. It's like, Oh, I'm glad you can pay your, Yeah, but they roll their eyes. They roll Mm -hmm. their, Hillary and Michael, like roll their their eyes. They think it's crass. Because it's about boobs. And now we take you back to 19th century Bavaria for a very sad story about two of my favorite subjects, industrial theft and bazooms. <laughs> Otto Titzling, inventor and kraut, had nothing to get very worked up about. His inventions were failures, his future seemed bleak. He fled to the opera at least twice a week. One night at the opera, he saw an Aida, whose bust was so big it would often impede her. But guys, he watched her fall into the pit, dumbing by the weight of those terrible pits. Oh my God, there she blows. Aerodynamically, this girl was a mess. I wish I would love to see what other songs were in Sizzle. I would love to see the whole burn all, of Sizzle. <laughs> all two and a half hours of Sizzle. Because <laughs> if Otto Titzling comes in, it's gotta be. It's good. Good. And then they have their most iconic yeah. So fight this is ever. a section where they break up kind of as adults. They're kind of like in their adult phase. They start judging the choices that the other has made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They feel like each of them feels like the other has lost themselves, which is a fight that we've had. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had a like a breakup of. Over a year, mm-hmm. where we I didn't remember. speak, we didn't mm-hmm. speak for a year, and then had to have a huge come to Jesus, where we had to cry and, and shout and drink and scream yep. for a long time, and it worked. Where was that at? Where was it? The it was Evelyn, at the Evelyn Lounge. Oh, cool! So it was public. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was... that's so New York. I, that's where he, if you want to see people cry, just go outside. And then from and, <laughs> and then for a while, we had like a rule where we could only hang out. Just one on one, we couldn't yep. hang out with other, other people, people like, involved because there was something that was we were rehabbing. Out a bad we were rehabbing, yeah. oh, right? And Fighting we had a each lot of again. we had a lot of like jealousies. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of like, oh, you behave differently with those people those than people with me, yep. and I know the real you. We because we went to high school together and then college together, we were finding ourselves, and there wasn't really that time to. We were experimenting with our identities and mm-hmm. figuring them out. And then you while have being some, right next to each other the whole And time. then you have someone standing next to you who's known you since you were 15, 14, going, no, that's not you. That's not you. Well, who 
who am I? Why are you I'm acting become, like, this? like why yeah. are you acting like that? Are you you're you're not being true to yourself? I don't know who I am yet. So in the same way that Hillary and Cece... It was like a, kind of a similar yeah, vibe of like judging and like kind of trying judging. to... Judging. Not just judging, but also saying like, I value this and you must value... You know, like, mm-hmm. these yeah. are my values and so you need to hold them hold as them, yourself hold too. Them. Yep. Um, and they both have valid points too, you know what I mean? Which is always so, I think, can be the most therapeutic is when you can kind of realize the validity of someone else. You know, when, they, when they're mm. coming to you with problems yeah. and even though you... I always, I always say, like, it's really, when I have um, uh, disputes or when people need to bring up to my attention that I haven't been at my best, I'm always like, and and, and then you go to your other friend and you gossip about what they said to you, and, mm-hmm. and then your other friend starts really trying to defend you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't need that. Like, it's just great that mm-hmm. someone is, has decided to love me enough mm-hmm. to open my eyes to the possibility that I can step outside myself. Yep. And and let and let and see how they see me. Yeah. Whether I completely agree with it, and I don't always, you know, but I can I, I can get in those moments of being like, well, thank you, like, it's thank you for kind of waking me up a little bit because yeah. we're all so in our damn heads. Yeah, and it's all about us all the time. Always, mm-hmm. there were moments where it's like, oh, I think the friendship might be over. Mm-hmm. That Nick and Nick might need to end this friendship in the same way that Cece and and Hillary did, and that beautiful scene where Hillary's on the plane flying back after the big 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 fight in Bloomingdale's. What the hell is going on here? Would you please lower your voice? No, I won't. I want to know what's eating you. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. I could say the same thing about you. I've simply been reacting to you. Oh, for God's sake, don't you get it? We've grown apart. It happens to the best of friends. It's happened to us. We might as well face it. You're ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. We haven't grown apart. You've fallen apart. I don't think I care to pursue this. So long, Cece. Why you care? Stuck up little witch. When your father died, he took the best of you with him. Look, don't make a scene, all You're right? trying to be an interesting person for a while, but look at you now. You've completely reverted to type. You're nothing but a small-minded, tight-ass little snob these days. How would a pretentious little climber like you know that? Experience. Experience? And I know what's eating you, too. Oh, really? What's eating me? Plain old-fashioned jealousy. Jealousy? Jealousy? What am I jealous of? Your insane ambition? No, no, it must be your new money. No, I... I'm jealous of your marriage of convenience. That must be it. My what? Aren't you afraid you got him by default? Maybe I am. But at least I belong to myself, which is more than I can say for you. I'm doing what I set out to do, remember? I'm living the life you didn't have the courage for. So don't give me you're not jealous. You're so jealous you can hardly breathe. The big um, fight which also movie. my favorite look on Bette Midler and that gorgeous that fur coat. Yum, 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 that yum. fur but and she's on she's on the flight on the way home from that big fight and literally like loses her mind crying and like the most primal part of herself because it is the most important relationship mm-hmm. in her life and now that I'm thinking of it actually has kind of the um, for me the key tagline in the film is when she sits down what would I do without a best friend get me Because this girl on this mic, as as you battle angels know, I've always been more of a f- more. I've always had more friendships than I've had romantic relationships, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I've always found that people can tend because of society and because of kind of how we're built mm-hmm. to sideline yeah. to be sidelined when yeah. they get a romantic relationship, yeah. and then they are like all of a sudden that person gets on top, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then you get shuffled somewhere around there yeah. you know, for whatever reason. You know, now they found the person, even if you've known this person for years and years. It's yeah. like so you just met someone, and they're now the most important person to you. Yeah, and so to have that 
recognize is always so important for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, and and that also, that iconic fight in Bergdorf's, I don't know if you know the story, for Jason's 25th birthday, mm-hmm. I don't know on a rooftop story. in Williamsburg, uh, it was Jay's idea, he had these two really great women's 80s jumpsuit, um, full jumpsuits. That uh-huh. we this was when I thought, like, I'm kind of got a hog body, and this was when I thought that, like, I could pull off a woman's cut 80s jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, of. I feel like I really did. You did. You have a good body for it. You have yeah. a good statue for it. Um, and we wore these, and we did three scenes from Beaches. We did the scene in the bar, in the jazz club where uh-huh. they meet. Uh-huh. We did the Bergdorf's fight scene, and then we did the epic Ep- fight at the, at pink the pong. With the pl- with the, with the, oh, with the, the flamingos? At the, at the pink pong. Yeah, yeah at the pink pong. Yeah, and, and we, it was, it, we, and we, and it was like, I had, we had all but the guests. But I don't forgive you. I had all the guests, <laughs> and so we would move them around the roof at different parts of the night. So like, one was in the round, and then at, at the very end, we were both up on benches and screaming at each other. But here's the tea that you don't remember. Nick was like, who do you want to play? On my birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. I want to play Hillary. I didn't fight, I didn't fight <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Nick goes, he didn't fight me. On my birthday. <laughs> I remember being like, yeah, fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who do I want to be? <laughs> but that's so classic of like a deep love that you still think in your mind that possibly, yeah. I, I want to be Hillary? Fucking. No one wants to be Hillary. Ghost she's stuck Hillary. in a shadow. <laughs> she's she's, she's a, a human ashtray. That is so not true. I can't, I can't say negative things about Hillary because I love Hillary. And then they keep writing letters, but Hillary doesn't return any of them. And I just want to get to this fight at the ping pong because I'm just going to scream because it's, it's my favorite part of the whole movie. So good. It is beautiful. Well, look who's here. It's okay. Oh, Cease, I'm so glad to see you. I feel awful for sending your letters back. I don't even know what happened in New York. I don't care anymore. I want you to know whatever it was you said, I forgive you. Go home. I have nothing to say to you. No, I do have something to say. You and your damned letters. You know, every time I opened one of them, I was happy before I even read it. Just to get them made me feel important. All your crappy stories, your big dreams. I didn't know that. Well, what the hell did you know? Did you know how bad things were for me? Did you know my career was in the toilet? No, because you never answered one of my letters. If you'd only answered one, just one. Tell me what a jerk I was, anything. I don't know how to fight back. I'm not strong like you. You took away your friendship without even discussing it with me. That friendship was more important to me than anything. I trusted it. I believed in it. But you didn't. And now it's gone. Thank you very, very much for forgiving me. But I don't forgive you. I was jealous. I was so jealous of you, I couldn't see straight. You did everything you said you were going to do. Everything! And your talent, this incredible talent. I I can't even yodel. Harry, what's yodeling got to do with it? You're beautiful. You're smart. People look at you. It was all my fault. No, it was our fault. And they come to the only thing that's been there for them their whole lives, which is each other. Because they're now like who do I want to have this baby with? Mm-hmm. Also that's thinking me. about how progressive that is. That's me. I found that so progressive this time around. I was like, whoa, they're just so easily going to raise this child And Cece goes, Cece says, 
I think that's a great idea. I'm in. I'm your. I am your non-lesbian loving domestic, domestic partner. partner in this. Cut to fucking Wait, can I also, baby mine. Baby oh, mine. Her classic take on that's like I just have a real good spin on baby mine. Well, since um, I have access to all the Disney catalogs, since this is a touchstone yeah. film. But I will say this: like the thing that I'd also do again from Beaches is when she asks Hillary to name her daughter Cece. Yes, I name- ask people that all the time, no matter what gender. They're like, Amanda, baby girl, Jason would be such a cute. Name for her. But she, the way she asks it. And if it's a girl, will you name it after me? And Hillary doesn't say anything. No. <laughs> and Hillary, then cut to Hillary Victoria. Like, bows her head in the shadow. And <laughs> says, Hillary whispers something into a corner of her shadow. <laughs> no. <laughs> but actually, yes. Victoria Cecilia. Victoria Cecilia. I used to think I hated this whole section with Spalding Gray. I used to really I, think I hated this section. I did too. But it's really good and actually... I Richard. Love looks. I love Beth's looks on this time. Remember? She cuts her hair. She yeah. does a little more mature look. She's trying to She does age. the... She, she, she cuts her hair She cuts her hair to the Melanie Griffith and Working Girl look. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what Mel... It's the same cut She's Melanie trying to serve you... A doctor. A doctor. I can't believe I'm married. So she's engaged to him. Then goes back because her agent calls because she gets a... A play where? A play at... It's a role of a lifetime. The role of a lifetime at the... At the Falcon Players. Thank you. At the with Falcon John. Players. So John is that like sort of magnet back. My fate... I forgot how epic this fight was when she Tells convinces she... Hillary that she has to dump Richard, Richard. for her. And... What about the brooch? No, no the brooch. I won't let you do this. What? Just waltz in here like this and, and make a mess and leave it for me to clean up. I don't know what you're talking about. I told you I would clean up the room. I'm talking about Richard, your fiancé. You're heartless. You know that you are really heartless. You just used that poor man to, 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 to get back not. on your feet again. You did I too. Did you did too. Well, maybe I did. But I didn't know I was doing it, so it doesn't count. Besides, I feel terrible about it, all right? All right. Then have the decency to tell him you're leaving. Yeah, all right, I will. Good. But I was, uh... I was just thinking. Thinking what? I'm in a mad rush to get back to New York. I've got to go. No. He's a very old friend of yours. No. He'd take it coming from you. No. He's your gynecologist. No. Hillary, please. Can't face him. Hillary does it. She's a shadow dweller. <laughs> I hate that we're being so mean to Hillary because I like her and she's about to die. <laughs> Just get ready, kids. And then she go and then and then and then Hillary's like, "You gotta come back. I'm having a baby." And this is when Bed drops the kind of only gay reference that we have. I cannot believe you're bringing that up again. You know what? It's the most inconsiderate thing anyone's ever done. I told you a million times what happened. I went to the Iranian queen for a pedicure. His manic depressive boyfriend stole my purse with everything in it. I didn't see, see. And then we have a Victoria Cecilia, the you know, who I was like, is that Punky Brewster? And then I looked it up, and it's not. But she did play Rudy's best friend on the Cosby Show. Oh, amazing! She's yeah. a good little actress. She's a good little actress. She's got that cat named Pouncer, which is kind of creepy that she puts that cat in a shirt. Pouncer, Pouncer, no, the Wonder Cat. I'm so glad you're not a rat or a cat or a rat. Or a rat. Okay, cut this, bat. but you do right. remember that my Uncle Mark had Pouncer's uh, daughter. <laughs> no, keep this. This is amazing. No. So, this is so, so Pouncer, Pouncer, <laughs> Pouncer the Wonder Cat was also the cat from Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, and 
Um, How come I don't remember we, this? Because the town I was from is where cat litter was invented. <laughs> yes. And so yes. That's a, that's a this, claim to fame. Yeah, no, this, guy really named, this guy named Ed Lowe, who lived in the town, he was like this famous guy who invented cat litter. So somehow my Uncle Mark got this cat who was that cat's stand-in and like also a show cat named Dolly Rose. No. And so I basically grew up with Pouncer the Wonder Cat. I'm so more obsessed with I've always been obsessed with you, but now like your fame level went up. Forget about I all have the Pouncer's daughter in my uncle's house. Pouncer's I daughter. had Pouncer's daughter in my, my uncle's house. house. I think Pouncer's daughter watched Beaches Viva two. Las Vegas Beaches with two. us. Beaches 2 is called I Had Pouncer's Daughter <laughs> in my uncle's house. An um, avant-garde it's reading. It's called Hillary's Return. Yeah, Hillary comes from the shadows. <laughs> Hillary, arising from the shadows. <laughs> but I always, well. I was very struck by the fact that there was some bad pouncer behavior. Like, no one should put a cat in a shirt. <laughs> and no one should take a cat to the beach. Like, Hillary in her later years when what she's... What the fuck's the movie called? Beach. <laughs> <laughs> but she... That, that... Nick's like, I just one question. Why do they keep going to the beaches? <laughs> Wait, don't, 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 try try taking Jane to the beach. Actually, not enough. Beach scenes, to be honest, to no. be called beaches. beaches. And then, of course, the next song, all of our favorite songs, of course, from this movie. Well, because, okay, so so they're still going to do a split screen. Um, Beth, uh, Cece Bloom's off making her career, and Hillary is like, Ugh. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm powerful lawyer, but I'm tired. I'm a tired lawyer. I'm a very tired. Just She's like very you. Tired. Just like you. I, 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 but, I'm not always, ti- but I'm not tired. You're always tired, I, girl. No, I'm not tired because I lawyer constantly. <laughs> I could lawyer for 24 hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You were the tiredest lawyer I ever had. <laughs> um, and, she, and, and she's tired and starting to be a little nasty to Victoria Cecilia. Like, but why? What does she have? A heart disease. Viral cardiomyopathy. Viral cardiomyopathy. That's why she's finding that out. What is Bette doing? She what? is singing, I think it's going to rain today. Cutting an iconic track. So I got that. It's on, the best. I think I got beaches on Christmas, which there's nothing like being around a big farm family and beaches. opening up the the uh, VHS for beaches at a at a hot ten. Um, amazing. And, but I remember running down and fast forwarding to because this to the song and then just rewinding it and rewinding mm-hmm. it and rewinding I, it on Christmas Day I just can, to see it. I can join you in that exact mm-hmm. same. I'm so thing. enchanted by it. It's such a beautiful montage. I mean, it's and Devis- that looks so gorgeous. She looks gorgeous, and she's holding that that monitor mm-hmm. um, to close her to her ear, which I used to always sing, holding nothing with my hand up to my ear it's because the I, that's the because I didn't wanted, want any feedback. I didn't want any feedback, but I also wanted to just look like that. Broken windows and empty hallways A pale dead moon in the sky streaked with gray Human kindness is overflowing And I think it's gonna Smiles to change. 
Hillary starts dying and they have to go to the beach. They go to the beach. They go to the beach. Okay, so... Oh, my... And then my other favorite fight in this movie is the close police fight. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Hanging up the towel. No, the close police fight when they're... The phone keeps ringing for Hillary, but she's too dying to, like, get it. And... Or to answer... Or to talk to whoever's on the phone. Oh, yeah. And they get in this amazing fight. You make me say that to all your friends. They're gonna think I'm holding you prisoner. I don't care what they think. We're going down to the dock later to buy some lobsters. You want to come? You know, I can't walk that far. I'm going to drive. I'd rather not. Okay, then. Why don't you get dressed and come sit outside on the beach with us? I'm happy here. It's a beautiful day. Okay, stay in. But will you at least... Will you at least get out of those pajamas? You've been in them for over a week. So what? Who the hell are you, the clothes police? Just leave me alone, okay? That's all I want. We left fucking alone. Hillary, I'm sorry to keep on you, but I know how hard this is no, for you. you don't. You don't know what this feels like at all. I'm the one who won't live to see my daughter grow into a woman who won't be able to protect her from the world. And I hate it. I hate that she'd rather be with you, who has energy, who is fun. You told me to play with her. I know I did, but I didn't know it was going to make me feel like this. I don't want it to be over with yet. So you don't understand what this feels like, all right? You're still in the land of the living. Well, so are you. You're not dead yet. So stop living as if you are. But I didn't do cry cue this time. I usually cry at the same time every time. And this time, it was at, after the closed police fight, Hillary comes out and decides to come out and help with dinner. And she says, what are we having for dinner? And the daughter says, beans. Oh, great beans. And she goes to braid her daughter's hair. Uh And Hillary looks at Cece (laughs) and and winks at her. And she goes, and just gives her a little wink. And in the wink is like a thank you. Like, and, you're going to take yeah. this over. Like, like yeah. thank you for calling. Like, Nick you is for, really getting choked I'm up right so now. Thank you for calling me out on my bullshit. Thank you for... And that, letting me enjoy my final day. Teach, and yeah. teaching me how to live, you oh. know? And I went... Whoa. I know. I have an early... This is horrible. <laughs> I'm not straight up crying. Um, I had an earlier cry cue this time. I'm so glad you mentioned the first time you, cry, you cried in the movie. Um, mine was earlier. Mine was in the scene where... It's before they go to the beach, and Hillary is talking about... I still want to take Victoria to the beach house for the summer, and we can't go alone. We, no, of course not. Well, don't worry about it. I'll hire you a nurse. No, it's all right. We can... Um, I'll do that myself. Better put those in water before they die. <laughs> Where did you get this? Get what? This is great. This picture of us at Atlantic City. Hey, Victoria found it in a box. Look at us. 
I always hated my hair. <laughs> what a pair. Well, now that I've finished my record, I'm free for a while. Maybe I should go to the beach with you instead of a nurse. I'd like that. Yeah. Sure. Hillary's smile in response to that news just I immediately yeah, was like she'll break your heart in this movie she'll break your heart and she's so stinking good even with a shadow on her yeah even though she's a even, shadow king even though um, she's a human ashtray <laughs> should I uh, should I come out with this now and say that I've never cried while watching Beaches that's okay wow you have no heart you, 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 you heartless you, but here heartless. I'll give you a heartless Cry I'll give you a full heart all the time be, because I am the shadow king and I have Hillary here kids um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what if like everything goes everything like goes dark in this apartment Nick and, and like, Hillary comes out from underneath the table this is just about beaches a Gary Marshall joint um, uh, no but here, here's why I think and here's like, the memory that just came back is because I watched it with my family definitely my mother and my brother and I remember like when the end was coming and I'm, I'm sure I knew about this I feel like I I had known somehow about this I kind of Whatever. I had known about it. I, and I can't even really quite recall if this is my first Bette Midler's movie. It feels like it might have been. Because, um, you know, when my mom knew I was interested in it, I think she got what she knew Yeah. for me. And this was maybe one of the first go-arounds. I don't know. It's probably Hocus Pocus. I don't know. Um, but I was with my brother and my mom, and I remember my brother, I'd never really quite seen it like this. He just lost it. Mm-hmm. And just started openly weeping, and so I kind of suppressed myself yeah. in that moment to kind oh, of wow. try to be just to mm. kind of let him have that moment. And I was also just a little bit shocked, you Hillary, overwhelmed that. by it. Yeah. But and so that's how that was my memory of it. It's that moment where it's during the funeral. It's when Wind Beneath My Wings is playing, and they do the swipe. The car goes by at the at the graveyard, and they show the tombstone stuff. And it's the way the music is queued up, and the way they edited it. Did you ever? Every time I've showed someone this movie and they're like, I'm not going to cry, right after that happens, I just... <laughs> a full puddle. Balling. Balling. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's It means so much more. It's so much more complicated now than it was when I was younger. I mean, of course, like, I just loved... I loved it so much and loved it and loved it and loved them. And wanted to be in New York and wanted to be an actor and wanted to be them and wanted to have friendships like them. And it just means so much. It means so much more now. I'm so glad. I can't wait to see, like, I can't wait to watch it in 20 years and be like, 
and see what comes up then about aging and. Before, but I also think really this is to me the pinnacle expression of what Beck can do. She can be hammy, it's such broad, a good vehicle. Cut like she she does basically her concert right, hammy broad, but then cuts you with like an emotional moment. Could not agree more. Where mm-hmm. you're like kind of shocked by that, and then like and she sings and she's comedy and she's, she's drama. funny and yep. I'm just like. God, I wish I could have given her one or two more of that of that in this mode. Yep, you know she but we plays have this. all this of her notes. Her perfect, all of her notes, all of her notes are. Yeah, in this I've movie. always, I've, I mean, and so many men are disparaging about movies like this, um, which are chick called flick Ugh. or tear jerkers, yeah, yeah. or just because they're movies about women and emotions. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with Still Magnolias. People do that, and. Yeah, I just think I I think all of those people are wrong. I think it's a really great movie, and I think people love it, and it has such an enduring legacy because people connect with it. You yeah. know, yeah. women connect with it, gays connect with it, and men connect and with your it. Your twin brother connects with I, it. Yeah, I think everyone. I dare anyone to watch this movie and not have mm-hmm. strong feelings. It's not a chick flick. It doesn't feel. I don't even know what a chick flick means. Um, that's it's such a, derog- a, it sounds, it's a strange. It, it sounds derogatory. It's a strange to me. word. Chick, a chick for chick, chicks. Yeah, I don't. It was just from a time when only men uh, wrote about movies. Yeah, do so we? We don't say dick flicks or dude, dude. Oh, I guess shoot 'em ups. I, I mean, but, you know, chick flicks. I think when the reason why they call this is because they say that this is a manipulative movie. Um, that's saccharine and oh, it's so um, it's so not. There's not that many movies that really just focus on the love affair of a friendship and two mm-hmm. women, like and, but two, with two yeah. women at the center of it, and and there's no other action. You know, they're not like they're not like trying to like no. escape Bosnia or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm worldly. Yeah, battle at Normandy. It's Watch not a battle me drop at Normandy, it. right? No. Then the other thing, like of course, like oh, so Hillary dies, and then. One of my favorite, and this struck me in a different way, is when Cece's talking to Victoria about, mm. you know, she wants to stay. Can I stay in my house? No, you can't stay in your house. Do you want to come with me? I'm horribly selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all, and she, the, she's petting her foot in a very non-maternal way. She's kind of like patting this girl's foot. Maybe because she doesn't know. She how doesn't know to how to mother. Yeah. And um, obviously, Victoria goes with, with. Cece and you see like the good version of the glory of love. See the... <laughs> your, your favorite yeah. version. Of I the love glory. my favorite. Although that version. look is iconic, that velvet, velvet gown. gown. Yum, yum, yum. She, she's she's doing her iconic wing, wing hands. Yep. Yes, loves to do a wing. Loves to fly, 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 fly. Wing. She loves to fly over. And she loves to wave goodbye to Hillary. Waving goodbye. Also, probably <sighs> we only get it just for that moment, but. Probably her best haircut, like best. actually most like kind of attractive. Yep. It was like beautiful, beautiful haircut. It was actually this time that I realized she was waving goodbye Good. to Hillary. I know that's the. This I is always the first... just thought it was like Bet doing her iconic wave too. at the end of the concert. This was the first time. This this watch mm-hmm. was the first time I realized she's waving goodbye to Hillary, and I lost it. And then of course you see Victoria in the wings watching her. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. such the, a beautiful yeah. end to a movie. And it's what she can <laughs> It's just when it ends. So we didn't talk about the ending. Okay, but the ending. I love um, that we were wrapping no, it up I'm and crying. it was like, we didn't talk about the ending. Because we have to read the credits afterwards because it's the credit. It's, um, 
killing right, me. Right, and 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 then she she does a thing where like that song's kind of sappy and it's kind of old timey, uh-huh. and then she takes it and makes it. Um, she, 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 she puts that this, orchestration. Like, yeah, the orchestration, the that, sadness under it, the kind of um, longing under that. And it's like, a sunset. Yeah. It's a sun- <laughs> it's truly it's a sunset on a beach. <laughs> it is when that curtain comes up. That was the gayest 90 oh minutes. Oh my of gosh. It was my life. favorite 90 minutes of my past um, month. Is there anything? Oh, it's amazing. Oh. Well, listen, babies. Thank listen, you. Battle oh Angel God. babies. No one died in this cage match. We just cried in this yes. cage match. Yes. yes. And I would love to go on the beach with you sometime. Hey, listen, I'll go on the beach with you anytime. Listen, both of you stay away from my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's the way? Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Write in with your stories about watching beaches with your best friend. Um, Get in a fight with your best friend. Yeah. Have, have you been meet your best it? friend's best friend. Yeah. Meet your best meet friend's, your best, friend's best, best friend. Yeah, do that. Adopt your best friend's children when they die. I kind of um, feel like you, me, the four of us need to go. I need, I need to get some Andy Joe up in here. You need to know me, best friends, best yeah, friends. We could, yeah, mm-hmm. we could just do a Hands Across America. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I just saw Us. Watch Let's not do that. Us. What, it's okay, a companion movie. piece to okay. beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Pull Hillary out from the shadow world if you see her, y'all. <laughs> She's going to have a mouthful of cigarettes. <laughs> And a pair of golden scissors trying to just stab Cece Bloom. Um, rate, review, download the podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow wherever. Barbara Hershey on Twitter. Follow Barbara Hershey on Twitter. She follow needs more followers. Follow Midler on Twitter at your yeah. own discretion. And yes. just show show someone beaches. Yeah. yeah. Show, go watch yeah. beaches with That's, your I, we, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about that enough, and maybe we could put that in somewhere, but like, it really is a thing. Like, I know a lot of best friends are like, I watched that with my girl. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like... the. the so many best friends have that as their movie, as yeah. their movie to kind of like 
get, I feel like just kind of navigate, you know, just kind of have like as a thing in their lives to be a like, vocabulary. Yeah. A shared vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. So send us stories about watching beaches with your best friend. Is it a ritual? What do you do? Well, um, if we get enough of them, we'll read them on the air. Um, okay. We love you. That was very long. We love you. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Thanks for having Nick. me. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.